Shalom and greetings in the mighty name of Jesus. This is your host, Nico. Welcome to Midnight Cry. I am so excited to be here with you all tonight. Oh my God, God is so amazing. He is so amazing, y'all. Um, I have a saying that I always say, I'll be like, hey, y'all. So I just wanted to tell y'all that real quick. Hey, y'all. <laughs> God is so good. Tonight we are going to talk about um, the proper way to go through the wilderness, the proper way to go through the wilderness. Um, you know, I've discovered that the wilderness is all about perspective. It's all about perspective. I have been uh, through the wilderness. Oh, my God. Um, I felt like the children of Israel uh, being in the wilderness for 40 years when I shouldn't have been in there four days. <laughs> really, seriously, though. But um, when I was murmuring and complaining, um, the wilderness didn't, it didn't help me get out the wilderness any quicker. As a matter of fact, I believe I stayed there a little bit longer because of my murmuring and complaining. I'm so grateful that uh, God didn't take me out like he did uh, the children of Israel when they were murmuring and complaining, you know. Looking at where we are today, looking at where we are today, it's kind of like we're in a wilderness right now. We're, we're in a wilderness right now. And what we... Uh, do in this time is going to determine uh, our destination, our destination. Um, there's a few things that happens uh, in the wilderness um, that we experience in the wilderness when we go through the wilderness properly. Um, it brings obedience to us, obedience to God. It brings worship, which brings release. It builds our faith. It's a faith strengthener. Um, it brings us to a place of surrender. It's a flesh crucifier. Oh, we're going to talk today. We're going to talk about the wilderness. We're going to talk about um, how to get through this wilderness um, place that we find ourselves in today. There's a way out and we're going to learn um, how to get out how to come through the wilderness experience and receive the promise of the kingdom of God. So let's just jump right into the word. We're going to uh, start in Ezekiel chapter 20. I'm going to be reading um, verses 36 through 38. Again, that is Ezekiel 20 um, verses 36 through 38. And it reads, like as I had pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord. And I will cause you to pass under the rod and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that transgress against me. And I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So God is, is um, talking to uh, his people and he's saying, look, I'm going to plead with you. I'm going to bring you into this wilderness place, this place of of." of barrenness, this place of dryness, this place of uncertainty, unsurety. Um, he said, I'm going to bring you here and I'm going to plead with you here. I'm going to plead with you here. The same way that I did with your with your forefathers uh, when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I'm going to do that with you. I'm going to uh, make you pass under my rod and I'm going to bring you into the bond of the covenant. Uh huh. He says, I'm going to purge you out. He said, no, I'm going to purge out the rebels from among you and them that transgressed against me. So God is saying, this is where I'm getting ready to do the separating. This wilderness that, that we're in right now, God is doing some separating. How we handle this wilderness experience is going to determine whether we get the promise of his kingdom. 
Jesus. Jesus shows us the proper way to go through the wilderness. Jesus shows us the proper way to go through the wilderness. So we're going to read his account uh, of the, his wilderness experience in Matthew chapter 4. Starting at verse 1. Matthew 4 uh, verse, verses 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 4 verses 1 through 11. 4 and 1. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Let's pause right there real quick. When we think of the wilderness, we don't think of it being a place of temptation, being tempted by the devil. Um, but it says very clearly right here that Jesus in the wilderness was uh, tempted by the devil, taken up to be tempted by the devil. And remember that I just said that um, this is a place of separation. How we handle the wilderness, this wilderness that we find ourselves in right now, will determine if we inherit God's kingdom. I know people say, well, salvation determines if I, if I, uh, the blood determines if I make it into the kingdom. Mm, yeah, faith without works is dead too. Faith without works is dead. So the God, the Jesus that blood the Jesus whose blood has redeemed us is the Jesus that is showing us that what you're experiencing, I'm experiencing too. I have experienced myself. In what you are experiencing, I'm experiencing too because I'm here with you. I'm with you. Lo, I'm with you even until the end of time. Verse 2 says, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. In this wilderness experience, there are people that may be listening that may not have uh, bread. They may not have food. They may not have uh, the basic necessities and all. I want to encourage you today to, to trust God, like trust God. He will provide for you. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. When um, Let the enemy know when he comes at you and is like, well, your God is not even supplying your needs. Tell him, yeah, my God is supplying my needs because I'm have, I have food that you don't even know anything about. And although I may not have the natural food, he is supernaturally feeding me. He is supernaturally sustaining me. That's the kind of that's the kind of God that we serve. That's the God of provision. That's the God that says, I have you. I have you in the palm of my hands. I've engraved you in the palm of my hands. And if you trust me, I'll meet your every need, even in this experience that you find yourself in right now. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy place and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angel charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Um, so what is Jesus showing us right here? He's showing us his faith in the Father, his faith in the Father, his surrender to the Father. And although that's what the Father said, I'm not going to tempt him. I'm not going to tempt him because the, the enemy is saying, well, test him or try him or tempt him or, or, or make him prove himself to me. 
No, we don't have to make, he's not, he's, that's not how our God works. He doesn't work like that. He can't be tempted. He can't be manipulated. Either you, it's, that's why the wilderness is a faith strengthener. It strengthens our faith because what is faith? Faith is the uh, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Our God is an unseen God. And those that, 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 that worship him, that trust him, they have, they have to know that regardless of what, the wilderness looks like right now. Um, he's allowing for it to occur. He's allowing this process to go because he's sending us up under his rod. He's he's uh, bringing us into covenant with him based on how we handle this wilderness experience. Will we murmur and complain against him like the children of Israel did and many of them perished in the wilderness? They never got to the promise. Ah, ah, that's why we're looking at our Lord and Savior as an example of to how of how to go through the wilderness. Again, I'm at verse 8 now. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and said unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So look, look, we are looking at this world system as we know it, and it is collapsing right before our eyes. It's changing right before our eyes, and this is what the enemy is going to tempt us with. He's going to tempt us, just like he did Jesus, and say, um, if you don't... Um, Come and worship me. If you don't worship me, um, then you won't have provision. If you worship me, you don't have to worry about food. You don't have to worry about clothes. You don't have to worry about rent. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. But what was Jesus' response? Satan, get thee behind me because you're going to have to fall down and worship, worship uh, the Lord yourself. Every knee is going to bow to our God. Every tongue is going to confess. So here's what the enemy will try to do to us in this time. In this time, he'll try to come at us with everything that our natural eyes can see, that our natural eyes can see to get us to, to shift the focus from what God is get, doing, uh, bringing us to in himself in the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? These things, the wilderness comes to bring obedience to God, to bring worship to God. Worship, re worship brings release. It relieves, it takes, it takes the focus off of our circumstances and it shifts the focus to our all-wise, all-sovereign, all-holy God. We're saying what we are doing when we worship God, we're saying, I don't care what this wilderness says. I love you, God. I trust you, God. I adore you. It releases us from this flesh. This flesh is what's opposing us in the wilderness because it's uncomfortable. The flesh wants its own way. But worship brings release. It releases us. It's a it's it's it brings us to a place of surrendering God, which crucifies this flesh. Which crucifies this flesh. Surrender during a wilderness experience crucifies our flesh. It's a faith builder. We don't know what to expect next. We don't know what to expect next from this world, but as we are in the wilderness experience and as we are worshiping God and as we are communing with God and as we are worshiping him, he's building our faith. He's strengthening us. He's crucifying our flesh.
He's strengthening us in him. He's showing us you can trust me. You can trust me. You can trust me. I have you. Come and know of me. Go under my rod. Come and know of me. Come and build up your most holy faith in this hour. Come and do that in this season, in this wilderness process. Don't be like those in times past that, that tried me, that tempted me, that, 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 that um, doubted me. They, they didn't make it to the promise. They perished in the wilderness. They didn't get that thing that they were looking for. They didn't get that thing that they were hoping for. Let that be your example of what not to do. Don't murmur and complain against the governments over you. Look, listen to this. Check this out, y'all. Listen, when the children of Israel were in bondage to Pharaoh, they did not complain about the system of Pharaoh. You know what they did? They cried out to God. They cried out to God. They didn't murmur against Pharaoh. It doesn't give an account that they murmured against Pharaoh. So I'm going to stick with they didn't murmur against Pharaoh. We got to quit murmuring against the governments um, that God placed, allowed to be set up in this earth. Because no government, no system will be set up in this earth without God allowing it. So, so then we must, we must, in this wilderness experience, um, ask, the, ask the question, God, what is it that you are showing me? Where is it that you are trying to take me in you in this hour? What are you trying to bring out of me in this hour? Show me the way. Teach me how to go through this experience like your son Jesus. Teach me how not to murmur and complain. Teach me how to build my faith up. Take me to the word that, that I need for this day. Please be my daily bread. Please be my manna from heaven. Please quench this thirst in this dry parched wilderness that I find myself in. This dry place. This, unpla this place of uncertainty. Please help me, Father. I want to be in covenant with you. I don't know how to do it. I've been a, a murmuring and, and a complainer and a doubter all my life. Show me the way, God. Help me. Strengthen my faith. Help me. We have to cry out to him. And when we cry out to him, he hears our cry. He hears our cry and he comforts us. That's why he gave us his Holy Spirit. He is come to comfort us. He is come to lead and guide us into our truth. He is come, y'all. He's not just some mystical uh, fairy tale spirit that we call on when we want power. No, he lives in us. And he, he draws us. It's the Holy Spirit drawing us to the Father to say, Father, show me. I don't know. Cry out. Abba. Abba. Yes. Yes. What does the wilderness do? It brings us to obedience. It releases worship in us. It's a faith strengthener. It brings us to surrender, which is a flesh crucifier. Check out what happened when Jesus got done um, going through the wilderness. He came out in power, in authority, in dominion. See? See? It's, the wilderness is all about perspective. What are you doing during this wilderness that we all find ourselves in? See, see life. 
Life has a way of sending us all through the wilderness at different times. But in this instant, in this instance, we're all going through the wilderness at the same time. How are you handling this wilderness experience? It's all about perspective. How are you seeing things? Are you seeing things in the natural? Or do you have your spiritual goggles on, as my pastor would say? Are you seeing things through the spirit? The Holy Spirit? Yeah. If you, if you are seeing things in the natural right now, it's okay. That's what this broadcast is for. It's to, it's to get us to um, seek God out. Really seek him out. Thoroughly, completely, honestly. So he can take away the, the, the scales from our eyes so we can see the way he sees through his Holy Spirit. So we can come out on the other side of this thing with power, authority, and dominion. And then also, so we can, first of all, so we can come in covenant with him. Then we can come out with power, authority, and dominion. And then we will be in the kingdom. He says, he says, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. The kingdom of God is in you. In order for the kingdom of God to be in us, it's a process we have to go through. To inherit his kingdom, the wilderness, how we handle it determines if we come into covenant. Once we come in, go through the wilderness properly, we come into covenant. We come out with power, authority, and dominion. That means that the kingdom of God then has been placed on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't let this wilderness experience cause you to miss the inheritance of the of the salvation that the blood of Jesus bought you. This is the determining time, y'all. This is the determining time, y'all. Let us, let us follow the example of our great king, the king of kings, Jesus. Let us follow his example. Let us follow his example. He loves us. He showed us the way. He showed us the proper way. Worship, praise, faith, and surrender. Worship, praise, faith, and surrender brings us to obedience to God. Amen. I love y'all. Be blessed.